Welcome to another episode of Surviving Empathy with your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bride Comedy. You can reach me at all of my socials at Chef Bride Comedy. That's Chef B-R-Y Comedy on Twitter, Instagram, and now on Facebook. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the spooky side of life. We're going to talk about ghosts. We're going to talk about demons. We're going to talk about the 12 different kinds of ghosts. We're going to talk about Kent and the ghosts of Carmel, Maine, and, and all the new paranormal zeitgeist that's out there in the world to talk about so grab your favorite beverage grab your favorite snack grab your favorite girl or guy and let's get started well hello guys welcome to another episode of surviving empathy i am your host brian russell and today i have not a guest but i have a co-host and she's my wife you know her you love her rebecca russell Wow, I got an upgrade to co-host. I feel so special. Upgrade. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Uh, So anyway, today we are going to talk about ghosts, baby. Uh, So I have a few things that I want to talk about that I have written here. I actually prepared this time. Imagine that. Uh, So what what I want to talk about is, first of all, I want to talk about um, the 12 types of ghosts. And then uh, we'll talk about um, the ghosts of Carmel, Maine, and Kent. Any ghost enthusiast, especially good old Kent, yeah, the Lamb House, yeah, especially if you go on YouTube. Uh, Kent is uh, just uh, tearing up YouTube these days. Good old Kent, yeah, he's a good guy. Um, and then I'm going to go into the, uh, the phases of a ghost, or th- this is my theory about ghosts, and so it's the phases of a ghost. And then we'll talk about residual versus intelligent hauntings. And then uh, we'll go into the 12 kinds of ghosts. Uh, and then we'll talk about, because, uh, you know, we have to. It's not about ghosts, but it kind of is. Uh, the Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch. We watched an episode yesterday, the latest episode. So we got to keep you all informed with that. Since, uh, you know, we talked about it on the first uh, podcast that we talked about the paranormal and cryptids. We talked about Skinwalker. So we'll always keep you guys updated on the latest of, of our finds. Uh, and then uh, the lastly, oh, we, we might, if we have time, get into skepticism versus uh, pseudoscience versus real science and where to draw the line. And then, of course, um, why I personally and why we personally love the paranormal. So there you have it, folks. It's a action-packed day. <laughs> so uh i want to start here with uh the ghosts of carmel maine so so anybody who goes on youtube and watch these silly ghost uh videos uh might have run into you know because all of the uh all the big paranormal uh youtube channels have featured kent and the ghost of carmel maine probably at least once more than that yeah 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 I have more than yeah that. and and some of his most um Exciting footage has uh, he so he let me explain real quick. So uh, Ghosts of Carmel, Maine is a YouTube channel that is um, hosted by a man named Kent. And uh, he reminds me of just like growing up on the docks, you know, in Morro Bay, California, you know, where just good old fishermen. He, he just has that everybody salt of the earth. Yeah, he's so he's Every so man. Yeah, he's so damn lovable. But. I love Kent. But anyway, so he, he runs this channel where, so what happened was, is he moved into a house in a town called Carmel, Maine. And, uh, he, um, he purchased this house 
as a skeptic, completely didn't believe in ghosts, and uh, very quickly changed his mind over the course of months and or a couple of years. He's been there, I think, since 2018 or something like that. But uh, he um, he now is a ghost hunter, and he he does he 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 does 24 seven ghost hunts in his own house, and he's even gotten to the point where he's doing. Um, several investigations in the town of Carmel, Maine. And what's really fascinating about it is he's got some theories um, of, of, of multiple houses that might have some kind of uh, connection, some, some spiritual connection, if you will. And we'll go into that. Uh, but yeah, uh, do you want to, you want to uh, just kind of say any, something? What, do you want to give me your impression, your impressions of, of uh, Kent and, and Carmel, Ghost of Carmel, Maine? My first impression with, of him was that he's somebody that I'm inclined to believe because he wasn't yeah. somebody that went into it. Oh, I believe in ghosts. Oh, this and that. He just mm-hmm. moved into a random house and started experiencing things. Mm-hmm. And he's done research and he really tries to look into what he's seeing and what he's hearing. And he doesn't just jump on the bandwagon and believe things right off the bat. So I'm, mm-hmm. I tend to believe him because he just seems like such a normal guy that wasn't into the paranormal at all. And he was kind of thrown into that situation, which made him do research and learn. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, I mean, yeah, sure. Could Kent be a total hoaxer and he set all this up? Sure. But you have to think about the amount of energy and the amount of time and the amount of uh trickery just the sheer volume of trickery that would be involved in in Kent hoaxing all this and so yeah while there are definitely hoaxers out there um people who you know various hoaxers who are either recreating uh, hoax videos through with their friends or maybe uh you know uh, amateur visual effects artists who can make spirits on their computer and things like that so sure you do have to be skeptical about all of this. Um, but yeah, in this case, I tend to believe that it's true. Uh, because I mean, not to, not just because Kent is a really warm and genteel guy and he just doesn't, he's, he's old school. So he doesn't strike me as someone who would have the technical know how to hoax like that. Exactly. He doesn't you know? seem technologically inclined. Yeah. Like me, I wouldn't be able to do anything, recreate anything. Right. And, um, yeah. So, and, and his, his channels caught a lot of fire. Um, and to the point where even, uh, other YouTube ghost channels, um, you know, are even investigating at his house. Like, for example, uh, King Frostmare. If you guys are, uh, you know, if you guys know the YouTube community out there, uh, King Frostmare runs a little, uh, paranormal channel and he does a lot of uh live feeds and stuff and uh he's a cool guy you know he he he, he talks like this and he's very very earnest and i really like him a lot <laughs> <laughs> hello my hello my friends you know he's <laughs> he's a really cool guy i think he's german and then he moved to canada so mm-hmm. he's got the german accent uh but anyway really cool dude um, and yeah, you'll, you'll even see a couple of videos where Frostmare, I don't know his name in real life, but, uh, King Frostmare, uh, he, his tagline is stay frosty. You know, you buckle up and stay frosty. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, do I have to buckle up first and then stay frosty or can I stay frosty and then buckle up? But anyway, uh, but King, yeah, he, he's, he's in a couple of videos where they do, uh, haunts and even his, uh, Kent's son. Do you remember his son's name? I can't remember it. I'm yeah. Not sure. 
anyway, but he's a really nice guy. You can tell, like, he reminds me of me, kind of big, but kind of gentle and just has a very, mm-hmm. I mean, not to toot my own horn or anything, but he just seems very genteel and I just liked him right away. Yeah, you know, too. yeah, Seems like a gentle, gentle, folk. gentle giant, you know, yeah. um, not that I'm a giant, but, you know, I'm a small giant. Uh, but <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, I mean, um, let me let me uh, look at my list here, my cheat sheet here. Um, but uh, yeah, so so over so his videos, um, they start out kind of doing ghost uh, hunts and things like that. And then over the course of time, he's even got like a three part documentary where he uh th- and the house he lives in is called the Lamb House L A M B and I think that's the last name of uh the original owner. I guess it used to be uh for a time a uh funeral parlor. So yeah. you know, you know, when you have lots of people who have died like hospitals and things where you have a, just a sheer volume of people who have died in a, in a place, not that they died in there. Hang on guys. So that's my lousy fucking neighbor. Uh, <laughs> no, I, 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 that's that's against type, Brian. Don't judge. Don't be a judger. This is a judgment-free zone, and I'm not judging them. Although they're probably technologically mental. But anyway, I digress. Um, so, yeah, um, it totally threw me off my game. Uh, <laughs> he moved into the lamb house. It used to be a funeral home. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, and the lamb house used to be a, a funeral parlor, and uh, it's a very old house, of course. And um, they, uh, there's a few like the basement is particularly creepy. Um, there's uh, uh, the witch's room or the witch's window. The witch's window. Yeah, so that's that's a part of the house that has this. Um, it looks like a really weird. What would you, how would you describe that room? It's a window offset so that it's parallel with a house that has upside down V shape, which I know there's a name for it. I can't remember it, but so it's not parallel to the ground. It's parallel to the the yeah the line of the house. <laughs> right, right. So it's basically makes up the roof of the house and, and because it's a strange type of window it's been called a witch's window because it's just something that witches can get in and out of a house for and i've seen it in other houses and, and described the same way so and didn't they a, even see an old lady in that window i think possibly so there might be a double meaning there because yeah. there's a witch mm-hmm. in the in that room but but yeah so 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 when you first start watching the channel the the first thing you you know you start seeing kent's uh material um on a lot of the ghost uh, channels, you know, the top fives and Nukes top fives and King Frostmare and Slap Ham and et cetera, et cetera. So if you guys are looking for ghost videos, I just mentioned those. Sir uh, Spooks. Sir Spooks. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good one. He's uh, I think he's from Denmark. Good guy. Good guy. Uh, Slap Ham is from Australia. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Slap Ham. <laughs> <laughs> you could stream for hours and hours. So I make, I, I actually, that's, that's the thing, you guys. I, I don't do famous impersonations. I just do impersonations of uh, YouTubers. So. But, um, yeah, so that's where we first were introduced to Kent, uh, where, you know, we um, we started seeing some of his, like, biggest, craziest videos first. 
And then from there, uh, started seeing some of the, you know, more subtle stuff. So the first things that we started to see were, um, like him going around the corner and there's a, um, Shadow dude. Shadow dude. Yeah. So shadow dude is what Kent has titled this uh, ghost that he sees in his house a lot. And uh, he's basically, he looks like a shadow figure. And uh, the first one I saw was uh, you see this black blob in his bedroom window. And uh, it looked, well, actually at first it looks like a man standing at the window and then it turns into a black blob and then sucks out the window and then comes back in the window and then like shoots under the bed or something, something, something like, that. Crazy like that. Yeah. And it was absolutely ridiculous. And then the, the, the second most famous one is um, he's coming around the corner and you see this full body black figure right in his face. And you can tell that there's no way that was faked, you know? Yeah. And yeah, and uh, and it was just like, and you can't. Re- Kent's reaction is priceless too. He's all, "Oh my god!" You know, like he just was so startled. And he's one of those guys where um, he must have uh, just nerves of steel to live in that house. I wouldn't be able to do it. I'd go in the house. Oh I don't yeah, think I'd even. I wouldn't try to sleep in that house. No, I'd go in there and I'd look around, but I don't think I'd be I, able to stay there. I would do an investigation there, and then I would do a cleansing. And I yeah. would ask the spirits to not attach themselves to me because, yeah, as an empath, I just think that place would freak me the hell out. I mean, you remember, I mean, this would be a good time to tell the story. Um, you know, I, I, I haven't gone quite into all of my um, abilities as an empath, but one of them is to always be able to sense um, spirits and the dead and, uh, you know, residual energy and things like that. And that's a big one for me. And uh the, you know, aside from the fact that when we moved to uh, Portland, Oregon, actually Vancouver, we remember it took me several months mm-hmm. to feel comfortable in that spare that bedroom. bedroom. Yeah. yeah. And we, we had to uh, cleanse it and sage it. And, and eventually, because uh, I, I sensed the energy of an old sickly man who smoked and you couldn't smell cigarettes in there, but I just knew it just felt that energy just felt like an old sickly man. And, uh, and the energy was very, um, it just felt very uh, uh, oppressive and uh, just, I don't know, it just lingered, you know. It wasn't evil, it wasn't anything like that. And it wasn't, it wasn't, it definitely wasn't haunted, but it was just residual energy. The guy could have still been alive for all we know. Um, but yeah, that was like uh, when, remember when you were uh, house-sitting for uh, Sandy? Yes, I forgot about remember that. Remember that? Yeah, yeah. and uh, mm-hmm. we were, we went over to... Um, house sit uh, a co-worker a former co-worker of rebecca's and uh we were there and uh you know uh, well i'll let you tell it because it's it's your well, friend so I, yeah i don't remember what type of feelings or anything you had had but she had told me there was one instance where she woke up and she saw a little girl standing next to her bed and she kind of sat up and stood up and the little girl just kind of took out took off out the doorway and down the hallway mm. and that she had seen her a few times mm-hmm. um, and she'd also had times when the phone would ring on the anniversary of a miscarriage that she had had yeah. and the phone would ring and there'd be nobody there and it would always be on that date. Wow. Um, so do you think that was the daughter she 
I don't know. Almost could have had know. or something. Although I think she did say that <clears throat> the baby she lost was a boy. I'm pretty sure. Mm, so okay. it, it was something completely different. Yeah. Well, I mean, you you witnessed a, an experience like that. Remember when uh, when we first met and you you came over and uh, we were watching George Carlin videos because he had passed mm-hmm. away. And I yeah. had a good cry because George Carlin was my absolute favorite. Um, you know, comedians love comedians. You know, comedians are... Uh, uh, com- comedy snobs, if you will. Um, but yeah, uh, so my, I was, I, I had, uh, my grandfather had passed away recently. And then, um, I went in to move in with my mother to, to be with her. Um, and she had a clock that was, uh, given, gifted to, well, actually, uh, my grandmother had passed away. And so my grandmother owned that clock. And so we kind of inherited the clock through my grandma. Well, this clock, you guys, and I'm not kidding here, um, this clock would literally uh, ring any time there was a significant day. So it could be a birthday of, of one of us. Uh, it could be, in that case, um, do you remember? Oh, because of the passing of George Carlin, I think my grandma energetically knew that uh, it was a special day for me and maybe she was telling me something i don't know but the weirdest part about this you guys is that the clock has no batteries and hadn't had any batteries in it for several years so i do remember that i don't yeah yeah it got to the point where my mom she it freaked her out and she 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 put it out in the, in the in a box out in the shed or something um she still has mm-hmm. it but it's out in a box now um because i think it just because it happened in front of my mom too and while my mom is sort of a skeptic um, I think it just kind of creeped her out, you know, the, the thought mm-hmm. that it could be my grandmother. And it's always clocks. I've got clock stories, too. Really? So in our, our old house growing up, um, we had an old antique cabinet. And there were a few times when my mom had taken things out because she was going to try to earthquake proof it. Um, anytime it was empty, things would happen in the house. Mm-hmm. So the first one, um, she had a clock on top of the cabinet that was a, a plug-in clock, and it was a really tight plug. It wasn't something that just would fall out for no reason. And she noticed one time that the clock wasn't going anymore, and she pulled the cabinet out, and it was unplugged just enough to stop it, but it wasn't completely unplugged. Mm-hmm. And then the two, the time in my bedroom, I had two different clocks that were both battery-operated. One of them stopped and then I was lazy, didn't change the battery. Another one stopped. Again, lazy, didn't change the battery. A couple days later, both of the clocks were running again. They were set to the same time, but hmm. it wasn't the correct time. Oh, wow. So it wasn't. And we we never played that kind of tricks on each other. It wasn't like my brother or sister would have gone in and set the clocks right. and tried to. Because no. they would have had to reset the batteries. They would have had to. I just don't think it was something that was. Yeah. And then I, in my room, the stereo went on one time for no reason. I was standing there doing my makeup, and it just mm-hmm. went on, scared the shit out of me. And in that house, and like I've told you, I don't know if it was because I freaked myself out. I was in high school, and I was just into that kind of stuff and scared myself. But I always, if I came home late and everyone was asleep, as soon as I turned the living room lights off, I felt like I had to run down the hallway and jump into my bed and pull the covers over my head, which pulling covers over your head doesn't do shit sounds like but me from the time doesn't. i was eight to the time i was you know mm-hmm. 12 or so 13 it's, like i said i don't know if i freaked myself out or it really was something that was there that was just giving me that feeling yeah it's hard to say because you know like when you give yourself the creeps i mean do you 
you don't know whether or not you're just giving yourself the creeps or something, something, something energetically is giving mm-hmm. you the creeps. Yeah. So to finish the story. Um, so yeah, uh, we were house sitting and, uh, at Sandy's house and, uh, you know, sh- she had, uh, before you, before I even knew about that, remember I said something mm-hmm. on the, on the lines of, was there a child spirit here or is there a little girl that used to live here or something along those lines? And that's when you mm-hmm. kind of were like, what? Flabbergasted, <laughs> you know? And, and, you know, I was like, well, I, I'm sensing the energy of a little girl. And then that's when you proceeded to tell me, and, and it could have been a boy, you know, like, you know, young, young kids can, can often feel the energy feels like childish mm-hmm. energy, but it felt like a little girl to me and, and, yeah. and energe- energetically. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and that's when you told me that she thought that it could possibly be haunted. And whether that spirit lived there or just, you know, kind of roamed around in the park is hard to say because it was a mobile home park. And that was the thing that, you know, like when my mother lived in a mobile home park and it was a senior park. And so there was, um, unfortunately, elderly people that would die there all the time. And, uh, and so, you know, after my grandfather died, uh, I moved in with my mom, uh, and I, uh, I was sitting, I was using my grandfather's headphones to listen to the TV. Um, and this was like, I don't know, a couple weeks, maybe a month or whatever after he passed away. And I heard this sound and I wasn't sure what I heard because I was wearing the headphones listening to the TV. And so I took them off and I walked to through the kitchen into the back patio where the washer and dryer is. And I looked out the window and all of a sudden I got this huge rush of energy, like, like something passed through me or something. It was the weirdest thing. And uh, I don't know if it was my grandfather or somebody else. I don't know what it was, to be honest with you. Um, it just creeped me out because I was at that time in my life that was kind of uh, it was a time, you know, because I had, I've, you know, I've enjoyed the uh, the paranormal since I was a little kid, since, you know, poltergeist. But um, it I really started getting into it when Ghost Hunters first came out and around, you know, I don't know, 2007, 2008 or something like that. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I to this day, I don't know what that was. Um, but um, but that's the thing. Like, you know, another time I was at uh, my friend's house. He wasn't my friend yet. He was a stranger to me. But it was the very first day I met him. And he lived in a house uh, in a small town that we all grew up in. And, you know, I was just sitting there and I got a vibe and uh, I, I just kind of looked over to Roger and I said, so who died in here? And he looked at me just like awestruck. He's like, he got like almost angry because he thought maybe I was looking into his past or something or somehow mm-hmm. I knew something. And he's like, how do you know that? You know, and I was like, well, I don't know. I just I sense things I've always have. And he's like. He's like, yeah, because I just inherited this house from the old lady who lived here and I was her caretaker. And I guess she didn't have family. And so he inherited this small house from this woman and it had only been six weeks and she died in that house and that in his master bedroom. So so I just I've always been able to pick up things, you know, and I've mentioned some things about being an empath and how I pick up on things. And that's the thing, you guys, I. Uh, you know, I'm skeptical too. Sometimes I'm not just like, I didn't start off a believer. I I've been skeptical for many years. Um, but being an empath, being energetically sensitive like that, uh, has just sort of opened up my world to what 
that could be. And while um, I don't believe in all these things that we see out there in the paranormal zeitgeist, if you will, um, I definitely believe in some. And so this is a really good time. Oh, so the Lamb House, just to kind of close that off, uh, the Lamb House, uh, the ghost of Carmel, Maine. Um, so he... Kent uh, does investigations, and he has a three-part series where he in- investigates another house, um, and he's got a theory that um, that the houses are interconnected. That somehow he keeps getting the voice Rachel, the, uh, the name Rachel, and in, in EVPs in multiple places, and so that kind of just opened up my mind to the fact that you know maybe there's an ether out there, the ghost world, if you will, and that ether. Uh, they can go wherever they want, whenever they want, because that would explain a lot of things. For example, you know, like when, for example, Jay came back to visit you or when my grandmother came back to visit me, it always it feels like they can leave and come and go as they want. And there's sort of that ether, if you will. I, I call it the ether, but I don't you know, it's just kind of the, the netherworld or whatever you want to call it. Um, <clears throat> but the, it, it just uh you know, Ghost of Carmel, Maine, if you haven't seen it yet, uh, just, you know, go into your YouTube and uh, type in or voice command uh, Ghost of Carmel, Maine, and you'll have a great time. Watch the three-part series. It's a lot I'll of fun. his stuff about his house. Just fall down the rabbit hole. Yeah. It's fun. It's, it's very fun. A lot of fun, yeah. And it's just one of those more very real feeling and real, uh, just it feels absolutely genuine. You know, because the, yeah. you can tell that he's not putting on a show. Um, so yeah, check that out. Um, and that's a good, uh, a good segue in to go into, um, the different types of ghosts. So I have a, uh, a, 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 some notes here, uh, from a website that's, uh, mysteriesunsolved.com. Uh, the 12 kinds of ghosts they have are called, uh, so I'll just kind of go through here and list them. Uh, the first one is the interactive personality, um, the go- uh, the ghostly mist or ectomist. Third is orbs. Four is funnel ghosts. Five is the poltergeist. Six is the lemur. Seven is the inanimate ghosts. Eight is the animal ghosts. Nine is a crowd demon, which wow. you don't even know about. I don't know. Yeah, I read about that. Uh, Never prepping heard of the funnel ghost either. Yeah, so we'll go into that. Um, and then there's shadow people is ten, and then the doppelganger, and then demons, of course. And so um, the interactive personality is the first one. It says the most common of all ghost spotted is usually a deceased person, someone you know, a family member, or perhaps even a historical figure. These ghosts can be friendly or not, but often show themselves in, to others in a ver- variety of ways. They can become visible, they can speak or make noises, touch you, or even emit an odor-like perfume or cigar smoke, etc., to let you know that they are there. Experts say that this type of ghost retains its former personality of when they were alive and can feel emotions, and often they are visiting you to comfort you or let you know something important. So, ah, I was just talking about that. Yeah. <clears throat> with you and with Jay. I and never with- experienced like an actual apparition, but I would see the little little electric lights out of the corner of my eye or mm-hmm. I would feel an energy come through me that happened to her. That's three times. what I experienced mm-hmm. at my at my mother's place, yeah. And then um <clears throat> so yeah, so that's just your basic uh, you know, boring typical ghost. <laughs> Not boring at all, but you know. Uh, so then it goes into number two, the ghostly mist or ecto mist. Ever seen a mist or fog that almost looks like it's swirling? 
Uh, if so, you may be witnessing what paranormal investigators deem as an ecto-mist or ghostly mist. This vaporous, cloudy ghost usually appears several feet off the ground. They take the shape of a swirling mass of mist in either white, gray, or black. They can move quickly, but they can also choose to remain in place and orbit. They appear outdoors, in graveyards, in battlefields, and at historical sites. And uh, you guys, if you guys want some killer footage... Um, Go to YouTube and, uh, you know, look at, uh, like, Ghosts of Gettysburg, things like yes. that. Woo! There's some good ones there. Full-bodied yeah. apparitions, really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that's that's basically, um, you know, <clears throat> fairly common in, in uh, you know, cemeteries. Uh, you know, it's, mm-hmm. it's you know, and that kind of goes into my phases of a ghost. And so I'll save that for then. Um, but, uh, yeah, I believe that, that ghosts can appear as several phases. And so you might take a picture or snap a picture and see them in a certain phase or a video. You might see them phasing in certain ways. So I'll go into that at the end. But um, so that's uh, number two. Number three is orbs. Of course, we all know what orbs are. Uh, orbs are probably uh, the most photo- photographed type of anomaly. They are either blue or white translucent balls of light and appear hovering over the ground in pictures. Orbs are the soul of a human or animal that is traveling from one place to another. They appear as circles because the shape makes it easier for them to get around. They can move very fast. However, the longer they exist in our world, the easier they can transform into a full-bodied apparition. <clears throat> so, yeah. Uh, so, so my belief on orbs is that, um, you know, if you watch Ghost Hunters, uh, Jason Hawes, does not believe in orbs whatsoever. And that's very unfortunate because, I mean, we've watched the show together for years. And while I like Jason Hawes as a person, I think it's very close-minded to simply say no orbs ever. Like, they throw it out no matter what. Yeah. Well, especially when we've seen footage on their show or somebody will be experiencing something, experiencing a touch or experiencing a voice. And you can see an orb, but yeah. they just ignore it. Like, it's not there. But that It's corroborating, corroborating evidence, evidence, and they just completely ignore it. Yeah, it's like, exactly. oh, this happened, and there's orbs, but no, We're there's no orbs. The orb. Yeah, I just don't understand why you would throw it out every time. I mean, I understand. You know, I'm a I'm an amateur uh, videographer, so I understand that, you know, um, <clears throat> you can get a lot of anomalous behaviors from lights and from bugs and things like that. Yeah. Absolutely. But you can tell but the just difference. To throw it out without yeah. even investigating further. Well, I think is closed minded. And 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 so one thing I wanted to say about orbs before I move on is that um you know, like when you see a sprinkling of orbs, when you see like tens of either dozens or hundreds or whatever, I don't necessarily believe that each one represents a ghost, although that could be true. I don't know. Um we that's the thing. This is all uh, theoretical, mm-hmm. but but I believe that you're seeing the sparkle of of a ghost and so maybe you see a cluster of orbs that could be one entity trying to manifest itself Mm -hmm. into a full body apparition yeah Yeah. you know Mm -hmm. so i'm not sure you know whether one and it could be that both it could be both right both either yeah who knows yeah so you know it's 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 you know that's why we sit here and we think about this stuff and debate it Mm -hmm. because you know we want to find out the truth um so that's number three Number four is a funnel ghost. Funnel ghosts, most often spotted in homes or old historical buildings, the funnel ghost or vortex is frequently associated with a cold spot. They usually take on the shape of a swirling funnel, and most paranormal experts believe they are a loved one returning 
for a visit or even a former resident of the home. Appearing as a swirling spiral of light, they are often caught in photographs or on video. Um, and while, yeah, I've seen these things, you know, you know, but I can't really say that, you know, because I mean, you know, now who knows whether or not these guys who compiled this list are, they might be misidentifying, you know, because mm-hmm. portals, theoretical. right. So yeah. portals and vortexes or vortices as they call them. Um, who's to say that that's not a portal to a, to the ether or the alternate dimension or, or if that's an entity itself unto itself, maybe it is an, or, you know, maybe it, it is a ghost or, you know, so yeah. Or mean, or yeah, it's all completely theoretical, but exactly. But it's interesting to ponder. So yeah, that's what I would say about that is, um, you know, is that I think the biggest thing for human beings is just misidentification, you know, either throwing stuff out that is compelling or, or assuming everything is something when it's not. So, you know, that's why it takes a very skeptical eye to, to ascertain the truth. And that's why myself coming from the skeptical community, um, I wasn't always a believer, but um, being an empath has opened me up to the supernatural world in ways that I can't even begin to tell you. Um, and uh, I, I truly believe that people who um, <clears throat> dabble, if you will, um, you can dabble in the dark side and and conjure spirits and conjure things. So to this day, um, I had an experience with a spirit board one time and uh, this cat outside just let out this huge scream. And I said, we're done. <laughs> that was it for me. I was with this girl I didn't know very well. And it was just like, yep, that's it for me, you know. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so, so I, I just, I would prefer not to play around, um, especially in your own house. Like, like have fun with that. Yeah. I'm not going to open any doors. Possibly. Yeah, exactly. I'm not even going to chance it. Yeah, exactly. So here, number five, uh, is the poltergeist. Perhaps one of the most popular terms most of us have heard when it comes to ghosts, the word poltergeist actually means noisy ghost because it has the ability to manipulate the physical environment. They can open windows and drawers. They can move chairs and push books off shelves. They can turn on bathtubs and turn off lights. They can slam doors and even start fires. Oof. Uh, another frightening aspect of the poltergeist is that they, uh, in the event, let's see, somebody wrote this weird, uh, that the event usually starts, oh, the event usually starts out slowly and mildly, that people mistake as a coincidence, then it begins to intensify. Sometimes the poltergeist will leave on its own, but other other times uh, it will end with deadly consequences. Deadly consequences? Right. Yeah. Well, we did see a paranormal witness one time mm. where they thought it was a poltergeist and it did start a fire. Yeah. But, so, yeah. I, I guess, yeah. I mean, people think, well, you can't die from ghosts, but maybe indirectly, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. get pushed down the stairs or... Somebody mm-hmm. starts a fire in your house, I guess, yeah. you know. It says, some experts explain it as a mass form of energy that a living person is controlling unknowingly. So, yeah, that's that's my understanding. Uh, Grant Wilson is a big believer in uh, the poltergeist is, is a mass or ball of energy, often from an anxious person, uh, often a teen girl with anxiety issues, etc., uh, that that energy can manifest and and create sort of a dark dark mist or cloud or or even light anomaly or even can create uh, psychokinetic uh, movements you know so you know so when we think of a poltergeist yeah we usually just think of like a noisy ghost opening drawers opening cabinets things like that Very um, physical 
right 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 and it could be that and and then it could also be uh you know a ghost that's manifested from the uh subconscious of a person who may who knows what that person that person might just be able to um manifest pk energy a lot because maybe they're you know like empaths and and people that are just naturally wired uh that way but perhaps they're creating that pk energy because remember that recent episode of the new ghost hunters with grant Mm -hmm. where that woman we found out that that lady a ghost she moved they had a haunted place they moved to a new place and the 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 phenomenon was continuing to happen and Mm -hmm. so they brought her in because nothing was happening in the new home and then as soon as she came in stuff started happening so they right connected it to her energy right so that could also be a poltergeist so yeah um, interesting stuff, uh, you know, and that's for me, honestly, harder to believe. Um, but that's just it. We don't really understand the mechanics of energy mm-hmm. after a person passes on, you know, uh, residual energy, uh, you know, um, are, when we see a ghost, are we seeing that actual person's soul or spirit, or is it just a manifestation of, you know, like a part of that person? Maybe they're not really there, but there's a part of them there that lingers. So that's, yeah i think definitely some hauntings are that there's Mm -hmm. just yeah there's so many different circumstances and so many different things that can happen yeah absolutely uh so yeah fascinating uh so number six is a lemur uh not not the uh ground animal i don't think (laughs) primate or whatever (laughs) Mm, nice marmot (laughs) uh the lemur these are angry ghosts who wander they are associated with darkness, doom, and misfortune. The reason they are so malevolent is because they had their life cut short and did not have a proper burial. So they might ha- uh, not have had family to mourn them either. So, so of course, when you think about like La, La Llorona, that would be probably a lemur. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Black-eyed children could possibly be lemurs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, spirit People that were murder victims or accident victims, right? Or... Because, yeah, because you go, you start going into like, um, why are ghosts this way? You know, like some ghosts are nice, some aren't, and was that just because they were jerks in real life? I think definitely that can be the case. Oh, sure, absolutely. Your personality seems to transfer over, but I also think that some ghosts they're just pissed off because they're dead. Oh well, yeah, and that they're lost. <laughs> like I think yeah. sometimes they're lost because you get a lot of EVPs with help me and. You know, uh, you know, mm-hmm. you know, just needing help, you know, and then that goes into like um, the whole thing of like caught in their death state. Mm-hmm. So a ghost that could be caught in their death state, they could have been a good person, but maybe they're spooky and scary because they're s- repeating that death state over and over and over again. And so you're catching them literally at their highest peak of energy because they're dying and when they pass over, they stay stuck in that state. Yeah. So I've heard that, That's you know. Sad, for sure. Yeah. Those ones are sad. Yeah, it is. It is sad. Uh, especially when you start thinking that all these people had families. These were real people, you know. Okay. So inanimate ghosts, number seven. These ghosts are embodied by objects rather than people. Believe it or not, they can take on the form of ships, cars, trains, or even lamps. These ghosts create residual hauntings, which mean there is no interaction between you and the ghost. Uh, when you are seeing uh, what you are seeing is only a playback of events that have already occurred. And that, 
yeah, so that goes into um, residual versus intelligent hauntings. So residual haunting, is, of course, is a ghost that's not really there. You're just re it's, you know, it's replaying an event or replaying a person that perhaps mm-hmm. lived there for a very long time. Which I've seen on some shows, people will see a ghost walking through a wall. But then if they do some research in the past in that house, there is a hallway there. So it's Once the upon energy a time, right. that's just continually walking up and down mm-hmm. a hallway. The hallway's not there anymore. So it looks like they're walking <clears throat> through walls. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, uh, so yeah, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, and then that kind of goes into haunted objects. And then you go, you know, Zach Bagans has his, uh, haunted museum in Las Vegas. And so haunted objects, you know, that, I mean, all the scary movies are made up of this. You know, you got... Well, it's like my cabinet, our cabinet in our house. And when my parents... Like a Divic box. When my parents moved to their new house before they put things in that cabinet, my mom noticed like a candle that she had on a windowsill that was moved a little bit. And when it's full, nothing happens. Mm-hmm. And it's been full for mm. 20 years now. So. Yeah. But it'd be interesting to see if she empties that, if anything would start to happen again. Yeah. And is that... Is that because the spirit wants something in it? Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it was maybe it was their cabinet and they loved that cabinet mm-hmm. and they want to see it full of objects and pretty things. Keepsakes and Yeah. I don't know, but Yeah, that's very interesting. Yeah. So so yeah, that's you know, you know, when you think of Annabelle doll, when you think of the Divic box, um Robert uh, the doll. Yeah. There was even a show on uh sci fi, uh remember that guy I didn't like very much? Mm-hmm. Yeah, haunted objects you know there's a show all about haunted objects and antiques so just be aware that when you love antiques and you get a nice antique and uh you bring it home there's a good chance you're bringing home that energy too so just 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 saying just put just put it out there mm-hmm. uh so number eight is animal ghosts so although they can appear as full body apparitions animal ghosts are commonly heard rather than seen uh, they might scratch on the doors or on the walls, make scraping sounds against the floor, whine or bark. So, yeah, I mean, I've got a story. Tell it. <laughs> Go for it. So years ago, I had to um, one of my cats had this weird condition, had to put her to sleep. Um, and that night I was laying in bed and I had some fairly longish carpet at the time. So I had another cat, too. And whenever they'd walk on the on the grass on the carpet Mm -hmm. you could hear their claws sticking to it so i heard the cat walking next to my bed the little very distinctive sticking sound of claws and carpet looked up and my cat was fast asleep at my feet (laughs) so i just felt like it was her name was tipsy i just felt like it was tipsy coming back to just Mm -hmm. walk by and say mom i'm okay and well you know and just uh uh, so you guys know uh rebecca and i um we just lost both of our cats uh, within a four-month period in 2019. And so we got Gouda four months later. It was three or four months later. Um, and uh, we have currently, like literally two feet from me, um, up on our uh, shelf up here, we have both of their um, remains. And um, there was only one time that... Uh, ashes, they were cremated. Not yeah, they're ashes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> like, ew. <laughs> yeah, so their ashes are up there and keepsakes and things like that. We're, we're, we're keeping them in the bag because eventually we're going to uh, create a, a wall memorial, if you will. Uh, what would you call a that? Shadow box. 
Uh, yeah, exactly. Right. Um, but there was only one time and I think I told you, um, I thought I heard a cat mm-hmm. near me and I was half asleep. So, and this was before we had Gouda. So, um, and it was right after the, uh, you know, Annabelle passed away or no, it was after Abby passed away. Um, and they were both gone. And, uh, yeah, I thought I'd sent something, but, um, I was half asleep and, uh, you know, and that's just it, you know, it doesn't happen every single time. You know, um, both of our girls, you know, especially Abby, Abby was pretty old by the time she passed and Annabelle, eh, she was a little bit younger, like 10, but, um, but I think they were so happy that, you know, um, not to say that your cat wasn't happy tipsy, mm-hmm. but, um, but I don't know, maybe well, they have only the one time that I saw that and it was that night. So yeah, just, maybe yeah, she I was never, just saying goodbye. Yeah, you know that's what it felt like. Yeah, because that's that seems to be very common. You know, it's happened to me with my grandmother. It happened to you with Jay. It, mm-hmm. Sometimes it only happens once. Uh, occasionally, it'll happen more than that. But yeah, it's almost like they're given permission to come back to see you one last time or something. And mm-hmm. of course, if our cats came back and I was asleep, they're like, "Wake up, man! I only got this one chance." <laughs> and then they leave, and you're like, "Oh, sorry, I missed you." you know? <laughs> A, uh, a former Facebook friend of ours had a ghost cat and she'd seen it a few times and her mom didn't believe her. And then her mom came up to her one day and said, um, yeah, I saw the cat. So mm. they, it, she didn't know where the cat came from, whose it was, where it had been. But mm. there was a cat yeah. in her house that manifested once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, like, I'm, like I said, I'm a, I'm a science based skeptical person. I always try to, you know, rule out natural causes first, but yeah, I mean, when you when you hear enough stories, and yes, stories can be fabricated. People can make up all kinds of craziness in their mind, um, and so that's why you have to be very careful when you're like listening to somebody's story. Um, that's not to say you should call them out to you know in front of them. I, I mean, <laughs> accept it as truth, and, and and then be skeptical behind their back, you mm-hmm. know, for to be kind about it. But I mean, you know, that's the thing when you hear. Like I said, you know, when you see repeatable things on YouTube and re- repeatable evidence on in videos, repeatable phenomenon, uh, it helps corroborate that that might be a real thing. Um, and especially when you continually hear, you know, one out of three or four people probably have a, a ghost pet story. So, experience, yeah. yeah, there's got to be something to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, so anyway, so that's animal spirits or animal ghosts. Uh, number nine is crowd demon. These ghosts are attracted to crowds. They only show up in locations that are occupied by large groups of people. When they are photographed, they take the form of distorted shapes. Now, this was new to Rebecca. And actually, if I'm being honest, I had never heard of it either. So, um, yeah, interesting. Yeah. I, I got nothing. <laughs> no, me neither. Well, you, yeah, I've, but you've, I've seen videos where somebody will take a picture of their family. They're in a crowd somewhere or they're in a, a gathering and somebody's mm-hmm. poking their head up around their shoulder. Yeah. That they don't know that wasn't there. That wasn't Well, there. and that would be a crowd ghost, but this is a demon. Yeah. You know, so yeah. and we'll go into my theory about what <laughs> demons are. Um, number 10 is shadow people. You can spot these ghosts out of the corner of your eye, but as soon as you turn to look at them, they will usually vanish. If you happen to see them face-to-face, you will, you will notice an extremely dark void, a silhouette of a person. Uh, they could be wearing a hood or a cloak. Soon after you spot them, they can retreat into the corners, through the walls, into closets, and into televisions. They could even uh, fade into the darkness of night. And, yeah, and so, you know, you know, I've heard that, you know, shadow figures or shadow beings uh, 
or could be maybe just one of the phases of a ghost. That's one of my theories. Um, it could also uh, be that they're their own things. I've heard that they could even be interdimensional beings. I've heard they could be malicious uh, earth spirits. So I don't know. Yeah. I think they could be all but, of the above. It's just yeah. things manifesting different ways. Well, and, and in this case with shadow figures, they always seem to zip around. So like at, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the lamb house, uh, you know, when you saw that figure zip down and zip away, um, mm-hmm. I remember in Ghost Hunters, there was an old uh, bar with a billiard table and you see this shadow figure zip left, mm-hmm. right, left, right, and then out of frame. Yeah. And one of the, the uh, old prisons that they investigated, you see that one coming to the one the that's, and then coming back. Yeah. The one that is a, like a hooded cloaked figure. Yeah. And you see it walking towards you. And just as it's walking towards you, you see it walking backwards, yeah. too. Mm-hmm. It's almost simultaneous. Like, bah, bah, mm-hmm. And you see it like, whoa, what the heck? That was some yeah. very compelling evidence. And that's that one was, of the yeah. first videos that really was compelling to me that really mm-hmm. got my brain thinking me about. Too. And we watched it together. That was one of yeah. the first Ghost Hunters episodes that we watched together. That's, that's right. Yeah. And so, then we got to meet Grant. So. And we got to meet Grant at Comic-Con, <laughs> yes. And Aaron Goodwin of yes. Ghost Adventures. <laughs> Um, no, I didn't ask him uh, what Zach's like. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I like Zach Bagans, but he's a little overrated. So mm-hmm. I, you know, he's he's definitely he's got his place, but you know, yeah, they help bring more attention. To yeah, it kind of helps so popularize things, and it mm-hmm. helps uh, you know <clears throat> helps keep the mystery and the the mystique of it all. And I'll talk about yeah. that later. But yeah, so shadow people, in my estimation, um, I don't think they're necessarily malicious, but they're definitely. Um, curious they always are peeking around corners uh they zip around they make very quick movements oftentimes and so is that a human ghost and we're just seeing them in a certain phase you know or is is it actually something else that i'd be curious yeah. to know i don't know i will continue my <laughs> i will continue thinking about this and yep. uh so yeah shadow people uh number 11 doppelganger uh, these ghosts can project themselves in multiple places at once so that they are multiple beings that look exactly the same. They can even mimic the look of someone who is still living, which is why you might swear you have seen a loved one when they were in a completely different location. So I've also heard that doppelganger, like they say everybody has a doppelganger. Mm-hmm. That's like an actual true life person. <clears throat> yeah, that but someone it's it's you, but somebody mm-hmm. You exactly like you, and some somebody that looks just like you is living out there, mm-hmm. and yeah, because like one time I was at the beach, and this guy's like, "You look exactly like Larry," and he even got his friend over. He's like, "Who's that look like?" He's like, "Dude, that looks exactly like Larry." <laughs> and so apparently, my my doppelganger out there is Larry, but uh, that's what I've usually heard about. You know what doppelgangers are, but in, yeah, in this case, um, it, it's you know ghosts can uh, be in two places at once, so. Who knows? Who knows? You know, um, as soon as I start thinking that, uh, you know, the the paranormal is a little far fetched and getting, you know, that a lot of people believe that there's this re- rich and deep world of stuff. And there's all these different kinds of demons and all these kind of different ghosts. And 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 then I'm usually fairly skeptical about that. I'm like, maybe we're just making too much of this. Um, but then when you start thinking about different phenomenon, you know, it's not to say that, you know, it's. The most it's, you know, we're not saying that this happens everywhere and it's common, like nine out of 10 houses. It's it's, you know, because the paranormal phenomenon, ghosts in general are a rare or rare ish phenomenon. But 
when you start thinking about the different kinds of ghosts and, you know, the way they can project themselves, I mean, who knows, mm-hmm. man? I mean. That's why I'm going to keep keep reading keep, and watching <clears throat> videos and shows. Mm-hmm. And- that's right. So, yeah, I don't have much more to say on that because I don't know much about it. Yeah. But um, that's interesting. Uh, number 12, Demons. These are powerful supernatural beings. They can invade homes, attach themselves to objects, and inflict mental and physical torture. These ghosts can morph into any shape. However, they are most commonly witnessed as black masses standing in doorways. It is common for multiple demons to exist in the same location because of energies that are blocking them from crossing over. So when it, it says, when a demon infiltrates a living person, it controls their conscious energy. Since they are inhabiting a physical body, these ghosts have a greater strength than the rest. They can move objects and hurt people. These dangerous ghosts should never be challenged because they are capable of killing. And so, yeah, my belief on demons, and this is just me, <clears throat> I don't believe that demons are biblical creatures. I mean, you you might say that maybe uh, the Bible and uh, religion have noticed these, you know, over time. And so perhaps that's what they are is, um, you know, they've become synonymous with biblical, mm-hmm. you know, because of the exorcist and the popularization yeah. of exorcism movies and things like that. So, and, and, and they that, always named them Latin sounding names. Yeah. Sound Zozo and, and Pazuzu and, oh yeah, we're not, you're not supposed to evoke their names. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what are you, you going to do? Yeah. I need some more excitement around here anyway. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. I don't. Uh, but yeah, for me, I believe demons. Um, I believe that they uh, are a class of ghosts. I I personally think that they're uh, inhuman spirits, that they've always existed. Um, and that kind of goes into like earth spirits. So I would classify them as a malevolent earth spirit. And uh, yeah, they just, they love fucking shit up. You know, that's what they do, you know. Uh, you know, I think, uh, you know, aside from the movies, um, you know, when you like uh, uh, Bobby Mackey's Music World. I remember the name. Yeah, wow. finally. I know. I always forget. I'm like, like, uh, what's it called? <laughs> Bobby <laughs> Honky Tonk. Honky Tonk. And- <laughs> yeah. I never know the name. But yeah, Bobby Mackey's is a famous one uh, that it's an old Honky Tonk bar. There's a like a literal pit uh, in, down in their basement. And uh, who knows where that goes? But uh, yeah, apparently there's a demon that dwells down there and uh you know, all kinds of craziness happens there. And and so that's my whole thing with demons. I believe um, they like to hide in shadows. They're, you know, uh, the lamb house. Uh, he, you know, spoiler, spoiler alert. Uh, 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 Kent thinks that there's a demon in his basement. Uh, they like to hide in dark places. Um, sometimes they'll infiltrate and infest a house. Sometimes they'll infiltrate a person. Of course, we call that uh, there's. It goes oppression, and then um, uh, quite a few steps, but yeah, possession, oppression, and then possession, right? So, um, so yeah, so it's just understanding what you have there. A lot of times, you'll see the mark of the beast, which is like scratch marks on yourself that come in threes. Oftentimes, now that's not to say a human ghost couldn't do the same thing and just think he's trying to play himself off as a demon. So then you're always trying to figure out what what's really happening here. But yeah. Uh, you don't want to fuck with demons, uh, seriously. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, and, and, you know, and that's and that goes into what I was saying about uh, earth spirits. I think earth spirits 
can be good, they can be malevolent, they can be benevolent, and they can be, you know, like uh, like that one episode of Ghost Hunters where we just saw those little, uh, like, orb troll things, like, they, in, when they went to they Ireland. Like, yeah, they looked like little shadows of garden gnomes. <laughs> right, right. And maybe they're Tommy knockers, maybe they're, mm-hmm. who knows, you know? So that's the thing, is that I, 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 you know, the skeptical community and, uh, you know, non-believers, you know, are having a field day over us believers. And so, you know, while I uh, take a very scientific and, uh, you know, just uh, uh, grounded approach to things, um, I- I've just seen too much, you know, and that's why I'm a believer, you know. But, yeah, I, I mean, I take all this with a grain of salt because, yeah, we don't really know. No, we don't know all this stuff. So, no. um yeah, it's we're almost uh, at the hour mark here. I kind of want to. Uh, so that's that's what we have with those twelve types of spirits. Um, I think that's a pretty good list, um, you know. And that goes into uh, jinns, poltergeists, uh, inhuman spirits, earth spirits. I mentioned all that. Um, I believe different cultures create different types of ghosts. So a jinn is an Eastern culture, like India and Asia. Um, I don't know if they're different than regular ghosts. You know, maybe they're more powerful. I don't know. Like, I just think, I think of them as oftentimes they, they look like a, a like a, a female, uh, you know, oftentimes female, oftentimes powerful, oftentimes, um, can slam doors and scare the crap out of you. But yeah, I don't know that maybe that's just the word they've sort of come up with mm-hmm. for ghosts over there. But yeah, so you, you you'll hear different things. Sometimes people will say gins are more powerful than regular ghosts, and sometimes you know you'll hear it's interchangeable where a, a gin is simply a ghost. So I don't know. You know, it's just kind of just know that going in. You know, when you're educating yourself about this stuff. Um, but uh, let's see. Um, uh, so oh, so uh, the phases of a ghost, you guys. So I believe that you know there's five or six or seven different phases of a ghost. And, uh, I, you know, so when you see a ghost, um, usually that's a full bodied apparition. And, um, I believe one down from that would be, uh, instead of a, you know, like, cause you'll see a corporeal spirit where it doesn't even look see through. That's probably the mm-hmm. best ghost you're going to get where it looks like a real person and it's not see through. And then you start going into like, uh, spirits that are see through. So it's still a full body apparition or a partially, um, a partial, image but it's see-through and then from there you start going down different phases so so my belief is that sometimes you're actually catching a ghost in a different phase in other words it's trying to manifest it's trying to show itself or it's trying to interact with the real world in some way and so i believe uh it goes from a full-bodied apparition to a black mass and 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 then of course you have to differentiate that from a shadow person shadow dude Mm -hmm. Um, and then you've got uh, gray mists, black mists, and then from mists you go down into um, wisps and things, you know, mm-hmm. and then from wisp you go into like actual orbs. So I believe that it's trying to gather energy and and depending on how much strength it has, it can show you itself and depending on how much energy it has, you're going to be able to see it either as an orb or a mist or a shadow or, or a full body apparition. So that's my theory. That's just, I want to get it mm-hmm. out there. So in case 
you know, I'm the first one. You, you timestamp, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> Call the date. <laughs> it's Thursday. The theory. That's right. That's the Russell theory of ghost phases. It's June seventeenth, twenty twenty one. No, but um, yeah. So that's that's just something to think about when you're going into this. You know, if if you're uh, trying to learn more about it, um, just try to think about when you're looking at ghost images and ghost videos to try to understand the nature of energy and how. Uh, this energy can collect and manifest and how it moves. And so, you know, of course, an orb uh, is the least amount of energy required. And so it kind of shows up as a photonic energy or ball of light. Um, sometimes it can be very small balls of light and many of them. Other times, maybe a big giant ball, like uh, Ghost Adventures in that park that time. They saw that big ball yeah. of white light. So you just never know. Um, we We don't this is all undiscovered country folk, you know, so all we can do is speculate. Um, but, uh, yeah, let me, you know, I want to make sure I get everything. Oh, oh, oh. So, uh, this isn't about the paranormal, although it is about the paranormal because paranormal, it's not about ghosts necessarily, but although they do catch ghosts, uh, at, uh, uh, homestead too. Mm-hmm. uh if you guys follow uh our my podcast uh the last one we talk about the uh secrets of skinwalker ranch we just watched the new episode uh what do you think it's so interesting there's just so many different things that they keep running into and see happening and now mm-hmm. they're kind of seeing patterns in the mm-hmm. the magnetic readings that they're getting and they're kind of <clears throat> triangulating them to certain spots and it's just fascinating. Yeah. It could be totally full of shit, but I don't think so. I don't think it's so. It's such a rich history of things. Yeah. It's just now we have the technology that we can measure different things. And- right. So that's what they're doing now is uh, scientists are going in there. Uh, Travis Taylor, PhD, uh, Alabama boy, who I, I really like. Uh, he's a he's a down-to-earth person. But um, he and a team are uh, gathering as much uh, evidence as they can. And so now they're, you know, digging under the earth. They're noticing magnetism under the earth. Um, They've launched balloons and then all their instruments went um, silent. So they never got their instruments back. Um, They don't know what happened to it. Just, um, but every time they try to find readings, something weird would happen. Even with the rockets, they shot rockets up there to gather more data. Um, and so that's what they're doing is they're looking uh, at the heavens. They're looking at the earth. They're looking everywhere up and down and sideways to try to find anomalous behavior. So that's what they're doing is they're putting, um, you know, meters all over the place to detect uh, magnet, magnet, magnetomic anomalies, mm-hmm. um, energy anomalies, uh, of course, light anomalies. But um, yeah, that's that's what they're doing now is they're um, they're digging under the earth. They, they're not sure whether or not there might be an underwater river or maybe there's a craft or a ship under there or something <laughs> crazy. Um, or, or maybe there's just a naturally rich magnet down there. You know, maybe the earth's ore is uh, magnetized or polarized in some way. So who knows? But it's know. crazy. It's so fascinating, though. I, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, because so they... Many things that could be... Yeah. Could be natural, could be supernatural. Right. We don't know if there's a portal. We don't know. Um, we do know that Homestead 2, it's one of these small old houses that is dilapidated, uh, has uh, paranormal activity and cold spots. And uh, they even believe that they found a vortex there uh, or a, you know. A yeah, they went into portal. the house and all the readings stopped. <clears throat> yeah. It was like a big void inside the house. 
Yeah. So, you know, yeah, it, it's just so crazy. Um, and, and that's what's so weird about Skinwalker Ranch is that not only are they, you know, you know, is there, you know, uh, uh, visions of, of beasts like the skinwalker, which is supposed to be like a wolf-like shapeshifter. Um, and that goes into Native American lore. Um, but there's aliens and, uh, UFOs. Uh, and then you've got, um, possible portals and possible ghosts. So, I mean, that's what's so neat about skinwalker is that, I mean, it's the Disneyland of crazy mm-hmm. fucked up shit. <laughs> yeah. Just readings of every type of things that they're measuring. They're measuring magnetic energy, radiation. Mm-hmm. Things just go nuts with all kinds of energy that really shouldn't be happening at the levels they are all at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's what they're doing is when they when they catch uh, this, uh, you know, uh, various magnetic anomalies, um, you know, they stop. They'll they'll go for a while and then they'll stop and they're trying to discover what it is. Why is it happening at that particular time? Of course, um, some people are affected by these like Thomas. Uh, he's one of the ranch hands. He's the superintendent and he has suffered um, uh, like he had a bump on his head uh, that they don't know how it got there. So there's fluid under his under the skin. I mm-hmm. think he gets really bad headaches. Yeah, and that and that could all be caused from some kind of energy force out there, some waves that are affecting people physically. Um, you know, uh, Travis Taylor, uh, they opened up this thing, and and he was um, got a bunch of uh, radioactive energy, and it it gave him burns on his hands and mm-hmm. on his uh, forehead and yeah. face. And then we'd, he'd have times where he'd just feel nauseous and dizzy, yeah, queasy. Right. And that time when he couldn't talk, he couldn't form words. He yeah. Think of what he was trying to say. So maybe there was some waves that were inter- intercepting so or interrupting his, his thinking process. Or... Yeah. So that's just it, you guys. Uh, Skinwalker Ranch. It's called the Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch. And no, we're in no way affiliated with them, uh, but it's on the History Channel. Um, and it's a lot of fun because not only do you have all the goose, ghosts and aliens and spooky stuff, but you also have real science. Uh, that I tend to believe that they're doing their best. I think they're doing a pretty good job. Uh, but, uh, yeah, but then you also go into the history of this ranch and this phenomenon has been happening for a millennia. So yeah, just dude, you guys just watch it. It's crazy. It's crazy. So, um, I think that's all we have today. Is there anything else that we should talk about? It's going over an hour, but I don't care. I'll go all night, baby. (laughs) Nothing off the top of my head. We've covered a lot of things. Yeah, um, I think we have. I, I got here Ghosts of Carmel, Maine. Check. Kent. Check. Phases of Ghosts. Check. Uh, residual versus uh, intelligent haunting. So, of course, an intelligent haunting is a is an active ghost that can can answer you and can think for itself, and that's how it differentiates from a residual haunt, which is usually just uh, old energy that you know oftentimes repeats itself over and over again. Uh, yeah, gin, poltergeist, spirit, and humans, uh, skinwalker, uh, skepticism versus pseudoscience. Uh, so, so you guys, um, people might think, well, you're a part of the skeptical community. Why do you believe in all this stuff? How can you believe in this and not God? Well, you guys, I don't know if God is exists or not. So I'm, I'm, I'm an atheist sometimes, and sometimes I'm an agnostic. But I'm a spiritualist, too. And so, you know, it's not that I don't believe. It's just that uh, I don't believe that there's evidence. You know, and that's the difference is that when I see 
there's enough evidence to believe in ghosts. There's enough evidence to believe in Bigfoot. There's enough evidence to believe in all these things. And so um, that might sound crazy to some people that you could believe in ghosts and Bigfoot, but not God. And it's like, well, it's not that I don't believe. It's it's that I don't necessarily believe in the biblical uh uh, version of God, if you will. It's not to say that I disrespect it, because I think religion can be good for people so long as it's not, uh, you know, making people go, you know, because a lot of people, they end up with mental health problems because they're indoctrinated into this thing, and uh, sometimes they can't get out of it, and so it can hurt people's lives if they're not careful, and, you know, and then they masturbate, and then they can't get over that, and they have all this shame and guilt, and they're beating themselves up. So, so you guys, don't Think for a second. I think religion can be fantastic. I was a born again Christian for five years. So, I mean, you know, um, I, I still would love to believe in God. And when I fly on airplanes, I believe in God every single time. <laughs> so, so don't beat me up. You know, it, it's not about that. It, it's not about being hateful. It's not about hurting people. It's simply about, um, addressing the more, uh, destructive forms of religion. Uh, and, and, but, but appreciating the part where people can have a sense of love and joy and faith and community. I think that's fantastic. So don't, you know, don't go off on me. It's, it's, I, I have nothing but respect for uh, religion. Uh, it's just that, um, there's not a lot of proof of God. And, um, you know, this is the year 2021. We have scientists, we have, you know, fantastic, um, uh, you know, uh, technological advances. And, and yet we're still, believing in superstitious stuff way 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 into the year 2021 and i just find that unusual it's not it's not i'm not judging this is judgment free zone you guys um but i just find you know just be careful when you're in religion um and just be careful with um any kind of pseudoscience uh you know uh it's not that i don't believe in all these things it's just that you you once you start believing in things that aren't true you can start believing in other things that aren't true. So the skeptic, the skeptic and the skeptical community, they're just trying to say, you know, try to believe as many true things as possible and as few false things as possible. So it's not about disrespect. It's not about hate. Um, I am a spiritualist myself. So, um, I still believe in a lot of things that most skeptics and atheists don't believe. Um, you know, but, but I'm just one to say, um, you know, I've, I haven't had a lot of experiences with, with God himself just trying to make it a little easier for us people. You know, when you start to see, uh, Donald Trump and, and the Republican party and, uh, these hateful people and these wealthy people just taking advantage of our culture and our society, um, it's like, where's God in all this? Why isn't he helping? You know, so it's not, it's not about, um, disbelief or hate or any of that. It's just that when I start to see the sum total of goodness in this world and how it's diminishing, um, sometimes it just makes it very difficult to believe that there's some sky father out there who, who wants, who wants us to, to prosper. Uh, you know, it's just difficult for me. So, you know, forgive me. Uh, you know, I'm trying my best. Um, I tr- truly want to believe. Um, and, uh, I'm a work in progress. You know, I might go from, uh, atheist to, um, to an agnostic, to believer again. Maybe it's just a matter of, uh, you know, finding the right life and finding the right people. Um, but yeah, I just think that we should always apply the, uh, the, the most scientifically grounded, uh, iteration of everything 
go into everything with a sense of skepticism, uh, not cynicism. There's a difference, you know. Skepticism is being like, well, you know, that doesn't pass muster to my understanding of reality. Where cynicism is saying, oh, I don't believe in any of that stuff. So, so cynicism is a little more negative. Uh, skepticism is just having a healthy balance of not just trust, but just understanding that things, um, uh, things don't always appear, are, things aren't always as they appear. So just we, we live in a very unusual and big and gigantic world. And so that's why, um, I never close myself off to the, the mysticism and the, the beauty of this world. Um, and that's why I'm into the paranormal, frankly, because, um, if, if I just thought that it was just human beings and Costco and cars and airplanes and that was it, I would be like, ah, that's a bummer, dude. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I like, the, I like that there could be aliens, there could be ghosts, there could be Bigfoot. There, it just keeps yeah. life interesting. And I hope there's a God. And I'm, I'm going to keep, keep searching, you know? So, yeah, it's just, yeah, I, I just think um, when it comes to everything in life, just uh, take a scientifically grounded and uh, scientifically uh, skeptical uh, point of view. But um, but if you're into crystals and you're into energy and, and you know, I, I always say energy is intention. So when intentions are good, energy can be good. And so realize that even if uh, there's a unproven uh, factor to something doesn't necessarily mean it's false. Um, because there's just a lot of things that aren't proven, you know, like, you know, you'll, you'll get doctors who say, well, don't take herbs, take medicine and drugs. Like, well, what do you think drugs were before doctors? Herbs, mm-hmm. herbology. So it's, I don't believe that there's a pseudoscience to that. I believe, I believe that, uh, herbs and natural remedies, uh, can work, do work. Uh, Native Americans have been doing it for hundreds of years. So it's just, it's just a matter of, um, you know, just, just thinking it through, you know, use your common sense. And, um, if it seems too good to be true, it just might be, but there might be a, a world out there that's more magical and mis- mysterious than we'll ever know. So just keep an open mind, but not so open that your brain falls out. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's just, Cool stuff, man. I just, you know, I, I just love thinking about all this stuff. And uh, I want to get down to the the answers of the paranormal and of God and everything, you know. So um, that's all I got. You got anything for us, baby? I think we're good. All right. Well, I want to thank you guys for an, uh, joining us on another exciting and fun episode of surviving empathy um this is chef bry comedy that's you can reach me on all my socials too at chef bry comedy at chef bry comedy at twitter instagram and now facebook um you can uh, search chef bry comedy or surviving empathy and you'll find it there on uh, facebook but uh yeah ghosts you guys have you ever saw one i want to hear your story tell me in my comments on instagram that's where i usually uh hang out with with my people yeah i want to hear stories yeah and you can reach uh rebecca too at um uh on instagram at spooky nerdy gal spooky nerdy gal so yeah come on over to our uh, social medias be our friend um be nice behave yourself like i said this is a judgment-free zone your beliefs are your own and so whatever you believe please understand i respect that i really truly do and i i really 
want to know what's real, but I also, I want to, I want to know, man, I want to know what cool and interesting and fascinating stuff is still is out there that we just haven't figured out yet. Because that's the thing, you know, science, science is all about, um, what makes money, you know, like, so, you know, pharmacology is well studied. There's just no money in, in studying ghosts and, or studying God or studying, you know, so it's not that these things aren't real. It's just that we don't, we don't have the money to get into it, you know? So if I ever become a billionaire, if you guys want to give me a billion dollars, please send it, send it on over. But if I had a billion dollars, I would get the best scientists on all this stuff tomorrow. You know, because that's that's what life's that was that's what makes life interesting, and uh, yeah, if you guys are always you know ever feeling uh, weird about yourself, or or you know maybe you're an empath and you just have uh, this kind of uh, darkness in your soul because you sense all that negativity out there. Realize, you guys, uh, there's good people all over this planet. Um, there's people just like you that are gentle and are struggling just like you. So if you are struggling, reach out. To wherever you need to reach out. I mean, if you're, if you're feeling things and you're feeling suicidal, please reach out. There's always a better tomorrow, you guys. I swear to God, I've been suicidal myself and I'm a survivor and I want you guys to be a survivor with me. So I thank you so, so very much. I'm getting, <laughs> I'm an emotional wreck, you guys. No, <laughs> I get very emotional when it comes to, um, the softer side of life. I sincerely, want to build a relationship with uh, all of you fine people and uh, yeah we'll see you next time thanks a lot <laughs>